Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, Rubbish! There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday to you, September 19th, 2023. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 14. Nick Roush, Justin Kalen is the producer. I'm TJ Walker. Hope you're having a great start to your Tuesday morning. It's chilly outside, but it's going to the next several days. The high is going to be higher than normal in the 80s to mid 80s, upper 80s. So, if you still like the warm weather, you'll get some of it. If you like the colder weather, then mornings are going to be mornings are going to be for you. We had two Monday night football games last night. Kind of tough to determine which one stunk more than the other, but I bet these two guys are at least happy with the end results. Nick Roush, how are you? The Steelers, they got their win at the Acrisure. Museums uh, got it. We did it. We did it, Scoots. That was is that was that your Pittsburgh impersonation? That was terrible. Yeah. Well, it's your ears. <laughs> you you got the yin's part right. That's about it. Yin's guys got it going on, you know. <laughs> See, I, I don't. The, in my experience, a, they don't have it. They don't have an accent. They just say yin's. Um, uh, in my experience, they have a very strong accent. Really? Just depending, it depends person on person. Um, now, like, and I think the farther away you get from it, the farther you lose it. I was at a playground last night. Pretty sure it was with like some. Like, I couldn't pinpoint it exactly, but I haven't heard a New York City accent a ton in person, and I think that's what it was. Um, so I was a little just like, uh, Skyla? I was like, oh, that that is not, that's not from around here. That's somewhere else. I, th- I think that was uh, New York City, though. But I digress. Accent talk. Uh, Stiller's talk. Um, they say the best offense is good defense sometimes. Um, maybe... Maybe just that's the Steelers' only offense. Uh, the Steelers are Iowa football scoots. Kenny Pickett stinks. Like I, they won. I know, but I'm I'm out. That guy's that guy's not good. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't disagree with. I don't think he's bad. I don't think he's as bad as people make him out to be. And, and I told you last night when we were talking, I was like, I'm I am not giving up on Kenny Pickett yet. As long as he can do enough to get us, the, it's kind of like Jared Goff in Detroit. Like he's got the pieces around him. Just don't make mistakes, and and you all are going to win more games than not. You know. 
Yeah, but Jared Goff, I, he's he's not. I think at best he's Ryan Tannehill, which and Jared Goff is better than Ryan Tannehill. Probably closer to Tannehill. You're probably right. Like Kirk Cousins, maybe. Um, and no, that's like no. right. That's what I mean. Like I'm like I'm like trying to talk into myself in the best case scenarios, but he just misses too many easy. Like it's one thing if you aren't like great at the deep ball or something like that, but there was so many times where it's like, oh, here's an easy pitch, like. This is the time you get an easy throw and catch to George Pickens. Like, just put it on him, and he he couldn't. Um, so that, yeah, I'm, I'm I've I've given up on him being the long term solution. But hey, uh, T.J. Watt, that defense is so good. Like, it doesn't matter. They they'll probably be in the playoff hunt. Um, probably. Yeah, that uh, defense is filthy. But really, really enjoyable to watch. Um, they they are so so good. Uh, that stat for the Browns though, not good. They what they are up or no? Was it the Steelers' offensive stat? Yeah, it was the Steelers' offensive stat, which is also not good news for the Browns either. Where the Steelers go into the quarter, what down three or down four, whichever number it was, and they get like seven yards of total offense, but they win the quarter was that the stat did you all see that out there that that sounds about right yeah um, yeah they were uh, they were not good offensively uh, they had 10 points on one first down in the entire game um and like Pickett that's, was, wild, that's wild too Pickett was 15 of 30 for 222 yards 70 of them were on one pass to just wide open george pickens um and that one first down they had, it was like a 40-yard gain on a dump off to the flat that they just forgot to cover. So, yeah, the offense, not great. But, um, hey, they, they did enough to get it done. They were opportunistic. Boswell's got a boot. Um, I was, however, cheering for the under, though. So, TJ, that was, that was tough. The the two defensive touchdowns, like you're, you're, you're losing under bet every time when that happens. It just... Yeah, it was tough. Yeah, but you got to um, think if the defense doesn't score touchdowns, the under is a lock there. Oh, huge. Like, not even. It's by a mile. Um, right, yeah. Here's two stats to make the Browns cry, and I don't know if it'll make the Steelers feel better or not. But, all right, the Steelers did not run a play inside the Browns' 30-yard line, and the God. Steelers won. All night? That is all night, Steelers <laughs> didn't run a play inside the Browns' 30-yard line. Forget about the red zone. Inside the 30-yard line, and they they still didn't uh, – they, and, they, and they got the win, though. They that's, got the win, which is very exciting. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Browns ran 81 plays, and they lost. For, ex- for example, last week when the 49ers just dominated Pittsburgh, they ran 60 plays. Uh, just kind of show, goes to show that football and numbers can be really, really weird. Roush, I'm seeing a lot of Steelers fans blame Canada. As they should. He's not good. Um, also, uh, I'm. I, this is a part where Scoots and I disagree. I think George Pickens is good, but and then maybe Pat Fryermuth. I'll count. But like, I don't like any of the pass catchers. Deontay Johnson has given me so many. Like, I just have have. It's been a love hate relationship with that guy, and I'm can't believe that I'm like, oh man. I really wish they had Deontay Johnson right now so he could drop a drag across the middle of the field. Like, I, I don't think the pass catchers are good, so it doesn't help them that much. Um, 
But yeah, Canada also just stinks. Yeah, I, I'm with Country you on that now, country. Roush. I I wasn't, or I believed in Canada last year, and I, I didn't, kind of like the Pickett situation. I wasn't ready to give up on him. But I don't know, something about the, his play calling last night just really irked me. So I, I'm now with you, Matt. Or Canada's got to go. Yeah, there we Canada. go. Blame Canada. No, uh, all right. No the plays Steelers. inside of 30. That's that's just a crit. They won the game. They won the game. I they know it's so crazy. They won the football game. Um, the Steelers won by four without much help from their offense. They entered the fourth quarter trailing by three and gained minus seven yards. In the, it was minus seven yards oh in the final God. quarter? I mean. That's the fewest yards gained by a team that overcame a fourth quarter deficit to win this century. The What? The there was a point where uh, the Steelers got the ball back with like four minutes to go, something like that, and Baby started crying. So I'm like, all right, just get a couple first downs. I'm gonna, I'll go find a pacifier. But come back in. I wasn't helping Baby for long, and Deshaun Watson is back on the field. I'm like, how did this? Wait, what just happened? <laughs> and then they were driving, and uh, Scoots. I admittedly that was where I was like fighting my allergy medication to stay awake. And I just was relieved to wake up and see that the Browns did get stopped. They had it on like the 40 inside the two-minute morning. And I'm like, oh, God, what's this going to happen? So the defense did come through with with me unable to to beat the Benadryl. Benadryl got me last night. Yeah, by the way, Ralph, so a disclaimer before I say what I'm going to say. I slept through pretty well the entire third quarter of that game. But a huge suck it to you because I stayed up for the Sunday night and Monday night games. So yeah, about did, that. You, did you wait? So did you wake back up for the fourth quarter? I did. Yeah, I woke up. Well, then, right. you did, then you didn't stay up for him. You fell asleep and woke back up. I, I didn't. I didn't fall asleep. I passed out first of all. I had a little too much to drink, and <laughs> I woke yeah. up. I woke up and saw the entire fourth quarter. So it counts. It definitely doesn't count. That's embarrassing. And why are you? Why are you blacking out and passing out at Monday night? No, at I didn't. Eight thirty. Didn't black out. I just passed out. It was a long day. I, I had a tough, tough work day yesterday. So I was, admittedly, I was tired as well. But I'm, I'm blaming the alcohol. I, I say this lovingly, Scoots. When did you turn into such a freaking little baby? <laughs> I, I, I think I've always been that way. I think you just now noticed. What's what was what was your day? What was your so tough day? Uh, I had to inspect over fifty rooms at the hotel. So. It, so your job. I, I mean, you did, it, your, you did your job at the hotel store. Okay, TJ, I didn't go out and build a house yesterday. I realized there's harder jobs that I can have, but I, I did a lot of walking yesterday. I, all I'm saying is I was tired. That's that's it. You can you can walk a lot and be tired from that, even if your job's not quote unquote hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess I, I guess so. It's just you. You sometimes make it seem like you just had the most rigorous day ever, and then you'll describe your day, and it'll just be a normal job. I mean, that's it's just a it's just a longer day at the it's, job. That's fair, know? I guess. It, you, I mean, you can have that opinion. That's okay. I, what I feel like my day yesterday was one of the toughest days I've had in the hotel, just by the sheer amount of rooms that I had to clean. And I had, and we had. Our I wasn't worst, there. And I we, wasn't there. And we so had I'll our take, worst. I'll take your word for it. But if the Packers are playing a Monday night football game and I have a long day, I'm not falling asleep during the game. Yeah, you're not also. You're also not slamming three Guinnesses. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not a Guinness guy. So you, you, you're right about that. 
Um, but you did see the fourth quarter, though, yeah. which I don't even know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, it, was a bad, it was good, a bad a thing. thing. I should have stayed I asleep. Think, I did think when the Browns were at the 50 with what, you know, like two minutes to go. I was yeah. like, you know, they have totally stunk all day, but I kind of have this feeling that they're gonna they're gonna score. Uh, then then nothing. I think they, I don't know if they got another first down. I don't think they did. Uh, but that was it. I, I, but it wasn't an exciting finish for as ugly as a game as it was. If you're the Browns defense, though, you just have to be livid. You keep a key, you keep you keep a team out of the red zone. You hold them to negative yards if the stat is to be true in the fourth quarter, and you still lose because your offense is just such dinguses. That'd be pretty rough for the Cleveland folks out there. And Cleveland was pumped about this season. They had high expectations. I think that you'd need to take a little bit of a step back after last night and be like, our offense is broken. And speaking of broken, I mean, I did you yeah. watch the injury replay? Yes or no? So here's the thing. I watched when you see the replay of like the TV copy, there's like a nasty spill, but you don't. The people who, my friends who sent the, like, screen cap of, like, the, I mean, he's at a 90-degree angle. It's, it, it, I was I was a little, like, guys, why, why did you all have to send that that picture? I didn't, did not need to see that. That, uh Your friend group sent it? Yeah. Yeah. That's like a classic friend group sort of gag, you know? Oh, yeah. And then they were like, oh, let's look up his other injuries. Oh, yeah, he did the same thing to this other knee at Georgia. It's like God, this sucks. I heard it was going to have done the same thing, right? Like that vicious. I don't remember was, that at Georgia, but it could have been. Yeah, and it, it, it looks pretty gnarly on whatever the screen oh. grab they got. Uh, Poor guy. I he heard was it was his same knee that he hurt at Georgia. Yeah. Oh, okay. Was. I thought you said opposite, but yeah, no, I do, I, do, I, I do think I do think you said opposite. I didn't Whoops, watch it either, um, just based on the on Joe Bucks reaction to it when they when they were showing it in the background and he was talking about how bad it was and then you just hear the crowd like "Ooh!" i knew at that moment i was like okay this is not something that i want to watch honestly hearing joe buck say that and that was interesting it, I, it made me want to see it more admittedly like when <laughs> i was even like joking to the wife i was like hey 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 joe buck i'm a grown man i'm an adult you can you can give a you can preface it by saying like hey don't watch this if you don't want to see the most disgusting, nasty injury of all time. And it really probably wasn't the most, but I'd probably have that in top three or top five. That was, I mean, it is not hyperbole to wonder, like, how his leg just wasn't detached. Like, with the with how vicious so, of a yeah. snap and break and bend and twist that it was, how was that still, how was that leg from knee down still, like, hanging on? Uh, even to the point where, you know, he was kind of sitting up and, like, touching it. It was, it, it was, yeah, it was top three or top five in terms of injuries I've ever seen. Good call by Joe Buck. Good good call by the broadcast not to show the replay. Um, I still think you could have been like, hey, we're going to show it. But we've seen the replay. The crowd just totally freaked out when they saw it here at the stadium. If you do not want to see something gross, look away for the next 15 seconds. All that to say, though, it was goodness gracious. Thoughts and prayers with Nick Chubb because that was that was gnarly. Well, isn't that wild that they didn't show the replay? I, like I can't think of another situation where somebody got hurt and they were just like, "Oh, we're not going to show that. You don't need to see that." So that was really weird for me that that they put that out. I was like, "Okay, well, I guess we don't need to see it then." And I didn't really want to see it, so I'm glad they didn't. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I can remember it where the commentator has just like flatly said, like, you all are not getting this replay. I don't know if I can remember that. I remember sometimes where they've shown a replay and then they've been like, oh, okay, yep, that's that. We're not doing that. We're not showing that one again. But I don't know if I can remember a time that in the booth they were just like, we have been told we are not going to be showing you all this replay. The crowd's reaction at the stadium should tell you all you need to know. And then also in like the year 2023, I'm, I'm, pick, I'm, Jumping both sides of the fence here. On one hand, I think they maybe should have shown it. On the other hand, probably a good decision not to show it. But in 2023, I do think the idea of like, listen, you all, we're not going to show you all this because it's really, really bad. But you all know it's going to be on every social media outlet. So if you want to go out and search for it, you know where to find it. But here on this broadcast, we're, we're not going to show you it. So uh, that's the decision they made. Probably not a terrible one again with the extent of that injury. Yikes. Which, the... Um... You know, I say I wish I didn't see it, but I would have been curious if I hadn't. So I did see it. It's as bad as everybody's saying. Take my word for it or check it out yourself. And uh, and thoughts and prayers with him. It's just an injury. You're like, can you ever come back from that? So here's the thing, TJ. Like, there are definitely arguments to be made for, like, you should show it just so people know. Like, that. that's the reality of football. And they need to know how tough and hard this can be and then the other hand it's like oh is it uh, what's the word no no. but like should you just let that guy be though like is it are you is it being exploitive if you show it that way i i tend to think some of the time like man when all these running backs are arguing for more money because their just careers can be going like that Sure, that injury might have uh, go a long way. So I don't know. I'm uh, m- maybe just do a like. All right, shield your eyes. Here we're going to show you. I-, I I don't know. I don't know what the right uh, the right blend is um, to 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 toe that line. You know, hearing you start this your your, your sentiments and your statement, uh, it reminded me of the let the boy watch eastbound and down outtake. Like you're four, like I've seen that one. Even (laughs) Will Ferrell's like, let the boy watch. (laughs) It's hilarious. Great scene. Danny McBride. Daryl from The Office, which why can't I think of Craig uh, Robinson? Yeah, Craig Robinson. Uh, It's 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 an all timer. Yeah, I you know they they made their decision. I don't think people are really going to fault them too much for it, but. It, it will make you want it. Like, is that going to be the future of football where they maybe just don't show injuries on replay? Um, a texter on the Thornton's text line says, I don't think they showed the Kevin Ware injury in 2013 in the Elite Eight game against Duke. Yeah, I don't. You know, I don't remember if they did or didn't. I, I think they did one they, time. They absolutely they did. did. Yeah. I thought they did one time and then they, they, they did not do it again. Yeah. They definitely um, showed it once. Yeah, I would say that is number one, the Kevin Ware injury for me. I think it's going to be pretty tough to top on account that, like, you know, the bone was sticking out, uh, which is just, like, to this day, it's been over 10 years now, and it still makes your skin crawl thinking about it. But, yeah, the, the Chubb one, it's it's tough yeah. for me, for sure. I mean, this or whatever his name is with Alabama, that one's always going to live in infamy in terms of bad injuries caught on, on uh, camera. I think of the Laquan Treadwell where he's like going into the end zone to beat Alabama. And like, yes. yeah, yep. that one was tough. I mean, I think uh, there's four of my five right now, and I'm sure there's probably is, another one. Is DeMar Hamlin, I guess he would fit in this, correct? Even though it wasn't like yeah, gruesome, it, wasn't it was violent, just a hit. You know, like as 
cruel as that said, because the way people say it, like he actually died on the field, you know, they had to bring him back to life. So you would think that that should be, but if I'm going just strictly by like the gruesome, like jaw drop of the play, I probably don't put that one in there because it was, it wasn't non-contact, but it also what, you know, it kind of looked like a normal football play. Right, right. It wasn't like a crazy, weird hit or something like that. Like something just totally bent the wrong way that the human body is not supposed to do. Exactly. Uh, That being said, though, you know, that was – like, look at the the last three Monday night games. Hamlin last season, Aaron Rodgers, Achilles, and then Nick Chubb. What the hell's going on on Monday night? I guess everything in the Panthers – Jamal Williams got hurt. He didn't return. He got, but I, I don't think it was like a super serious injury in the Saints Panthers game. Because people that, forget there was two Monday night games last night. That game, people was do awful. forget. Well, the thing was, Scoots is right when I quit, kind of like I, because they, they, it was great having the YouTube TV multi view um, for a Monday night, especially when that game wasn't that good. Uh, but ABC showed way too much multi screen, where it was like I had two screens already, and then they would show the other one on. ABC like the Steelers game they would put like Saints Panthers in the corner I'm like I don't I don't need Saints Panthers in the corner I'm an adult who has television like I, I can if I want to watch both I know how to watch both you don't need to do this for me ABC um well but it, Ralph, it ended up there, there was a lot of points in that that fourth quarter got a little hairy there for the Saints Roush it's not I, I say this lovingly but it's not about you you got to think about all the people across the country that don't have the streaming services and the YouTube multi boxes. I mean, what what if you got think of all the people that only have the one TV and they're like, man, I wish I could watch both these games. So for them putting that other game up, that was probably awesome. They probably enjoyed the hell out of it. Yeah, I mean, just grow up is what I would say. <laughs> you, like it's it's twenty twenty three. You should be able to watch two games at one time. Like That's I fair. I can't. You know, I mean, TJ used to kind of razz me up for it, too, because I, I would get lazy sometimes and not want to bring the second screen in. Like, you don't have an iPad that you can just, like, I mean, there's so many ways to watch. I, I just, come on. Some people try to zig when others zag. I try to riz when others try to razz. That's true. Another um, texture on you're the You're going to razzmatazz. Another texture on the Thornton's text line says, Lawrence Taylor's hit on Joe Theismann was repeatedly shown Ooh. on TV. Um, so I only that remember, was the OG. I only remember that play from, and I'm actually typing it up right now. I only remember the like live shot of that play. I don't remember. I've never seen another angle of that injury. I only remember the play. It was a flea flicker, and I just remember everybody on the on the field is like, "Hurry up, get out here!" Like he's hurt. Hurry up! Even like the Giants players are doing it. The, the the Washington players are doing it, but I've actually never seen another angle of the injury. I've actually got it pulled up right here. Should we do a live reaction to TJ seeing it? This new angle. All right, let's do oh, it. Yep, let's. Oh, there's a new angle. Oh, I don't. I don't know if I want to see the new angle. Um, oh yeah, yeah, that's not good. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, yikes, that's horrible. Oh, that's, really, that's really bad too. There was a really bad cheap shot this weekend that Colorado Colorado State game, like that hurt um, Travis Hunter. I don't know how they didn't throw that kid out of the game. Like he, that's, I mean, they called a penalty, but they didn't throw him out. Yeah, they didn't throw him out. It's like, what's the point of having targeting if you are just like, hey, that's a dirty play, fifty yards, and you're never playing football again? Now I'm exaggerating, but like, gosh, that was 
really tough. And now he's got three weeks with a lacerated kidney or lacerated liver. Yeah, um, I can't believe they didn't they didn't kick him out or, or call targeting on that one because it's like, like leading times like, targeting gets called where like the intent was to stop the pass catcher, obviously. Right. But there wasn't this malicious tent intent the, to hurt. And then, you know, people will get thrown out or they'll have to miss the first half of the next game. This was actually like intent to injure. Now, right. in the heat of the moment, people are overreacting online. I think his family has gotten like death threats and stuff like that. Like, chill. In the heat of the moment of a competitive football game, people do stupid things. He's not the first one to do it. He's not the last. But if you've got rules that can take people out of the football game for inappropriate hits, that meets that criteria right there. Um, I, more so than just like bang, bang play is like, oh, technically – your crown of your helmet did touch his helmet, and unfortunately, we've got to throw you out for that. Like, those are the ones you need to have a little common sense on, and you need to have common sense on that one that's like, yeah, you know what? He didn't hit him in the helmet, but he just took a blatant shot trying to break a dude's ribs. That's not okay. We need to get that guy out of the game. He doesn't need to be suspended for life or kicked off right. the team or jailed or anything like that. Well, I don't know. Jail. Maybe the gulag. How about the gulag? The gulag is available. Yeah. Okay. We can stick him on that board and stretch him out. Well, that'll, that'll, that'll teach him a thing or two. That just sounds like torture at this point. Um, uh, it's just a good stretch. Which I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, sometimes I've seen that thing. And I mean, it's a joke on history of the world where he's like, Ooh, and it like pops. And he's like, ah, oh, that's kind of nice. Uh, I feel like that would be kind of, kind of nice. The, the, the Thornton's text line's popping for our first segment. Usually this is the sleepy segment. A texter on the Thornton's text line said it was late hit, not targeting, but that's kind of our point is like, he was targeting to hurt that dude. And like, it wasn't targeting the definition that football says of like a helmet to helmet. That was as a targeted, well, you know, what's the word they use? Somebody that can't defend themselves as a receiver. Defenseless receiver, yeah. Defenseless, yeah, well, that was like as defenseless of a player getting targeted by definition, but it just wasn't at the head. The, um, the part that, like, you don't have to do helmet to helmet for it to be targeting either. When Alex Afari forced that fumble in game one, a lot of people were worried, like, oh, crap, did his shoulder hit the head? Because launching is another way you can get it. Um, so, like, it doesn't have to be, like, your head-to-head. If if your shoulder pad, like, and you just square up and, like, don't try to wrap up and you just lower your shoulder into somebody's head, like what that guy did, I, I think that could qualify as well. So, um, I, I and that was the thing with that Colorado-Colorado State game, too. I didn't – watch it like it was all i mean you know corner of my eye working in the press box and listening on the way home um so like i didn't i didn't get to to see it all uh but like even the announcers it was just like and that's the 17th penalty they just uh you know you look at twitter and they're they're turning this into a wwe match it's like wow um this is this was certainly something that was from the top down like we're gonna try to like fight them that if we can't beat him, we'll fight him. Roush, so we may never know the answer to this, but undoubtedly there was a bounty on Travis Hunter, right? There had to be. Maybe not like we're going to pay it, but like there was definitely a we got to take these guys out sort of message. Sean Payton's in Colorado now. That's true. Huh? Bounty, bounty could be following him, even though it's a different team. Uh, another texture says – on the Thornton's text line, should the targeter be sat as long as the injury caused, or is that a slippery slope? 
Uh, oh. It's it's very like biblical payment. Man, that, that's that's like Hammurabi's code. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I would uh, I'd lean towards no because weird wonky things can happen in football. You know, what if you accidentally, you know, not accidentally, but you do hit a guy with the crown of your helmet unintentionally, but it's just football. So sometimes your angles end up differently. And this ends up being like a guy's second or third concussion and he's got to retire. Do you also have to retire? Yeah. Yeah. I know that's an incredibly extreme example, but like that's, you know, you you freak things happen. Yeah. Freak things do happen. Mistakes happen. Even sometimes intentional, like, yeah, I wanted to really light you up here. I didn't mean to have your entire rib cage collapse in like, you know, it's, these are 260 pound dudes that are running four, four forties. Injuries happen. And I like, I like your line of thinking. I just think you you can't do it that way. Unfortunately, it's one person's opinion. Yeah. The, uh, the, you you had the saints go on and win, right? Um, Yep. They ended up, they held on for a 2017 win. Um, that one was kind of a, a JV-esque type of game. Here, I know we touched a little on NFL, but maybe we can make it like big picture takes. Are the Atlanta Falcons the best team in the NFC South by a lot? Because I, I mean, maybe, I mean I maybe the Bucks. I, I guess we like you know for the Bucks to go win in Minnesota is pretty impressive. That's true. That's true. I, I loved all of the stats that ESPN was dropping last night though about. Teams with two and no starts, just like seventy percent of them have made the playoffs, and only two have won the Super Bowl. Um, like those are those are a lot of fun. And the Browns uh, haven't been two and zero since Bill Belichick was coaching Cleveland, which is just, of course. Um, I, they, how sick and tired of Browns fans got to be of seeing that picture of Bill, Bill Belichick, Belichick with what, the big starter jacket 1993, on? Nineteen ninety three was it? Yeah, yeah. That is pretty incredible. They haven't been two and zero since nineteen ninety three. It's, uh, I just shocking, shocking. Um, but that that division though, TJ, we talked about it going into the year. But both Norths, like I, I think they can both be pretty pretty open. Like there's not, mm-hmm. like, and, and they're all like I'm not going to dismiss any of them as like oh that team stinks. I mean the Bengals are Ofa, and they might be the best out of all eight in either division. You know, uh, Ofa and so, for the second straight season they're zero and two to start. Yeah, yeah, slow starters. I, I, I do think there's some going to be some Bengals fans that are worried about Joe Burrow saying he tweaked his calf, though. Um, I, I certainly would. I saw a funny Twitter meme, and it was uh, Joe Burrow after he gets paid, and it was just Andy Dalton in a Bengals jersey. <laughs> Pretty funny. Oh man, funny. seeing Andy Dalton in a Panthers uniform. Oh, so weird. It's just like, oh, hey. Really, what it comes down to, I don't think anybody can look. The Panthers uniforms, just like aside from Cam Newton, nobody looks just like normal and good in a Panthers jersey. This is too mid. It's like two two thousand five. You know, the the wife, I think, just like loopy from being sick. She was like, "So does everybody always talk about how the Panthers and Jaguars basically have the exact exact same uniforms and logo and mascot?" And I was like, "Well, besides." them being different animals and different colors and different teams uh no nobody thinks that and then so we had to do like a pull it up sort of deal look at it the jaguar is much more teal and they yes. incorporate gold or yellow 
uh, in which case the Panthers don't. Panthers are a baby blue, right? Not silver. teal, yeah, and silver, uh, and they both do share the color black. So I, I and they and they do both have large caps as mascots. So I gave her at least credit on those two facts. Yeah, no giant statue of uh, a jaguar outside of Jacksonville. Um, oh, do the, but, the Panthers have that? Don't they? Yeah, with like Jerry Richardson holding a football, like my gift to you, football. I think Jacksonville does have a jaguar out front. Carolina doesn't oh. have a pool inside their stadium. That's true. No, that's true. Yeah, they they Dudes, should. Have you ever been pool. in that pool? Uh no, but I've I've stood by it. We got to get you up there. We got to get you in it. <laughs> I don't think I want to be in. I know what kind of humans are in Jacksonville. I don't. I don't think I want to share a pool with them. I'm good. Well, you know, you could really get that metabolism up and develop some antibodies to some things, right? <laughs> Your immunities true. will be yeah great. Yeah. Um, ESPN was advertising a lot for that Toy Story game. TJ, I'm kind of. I'm fascinated to see what that's going to look like. I just like the day. commercial. It just feels like a commercial we would come up with, which is to say that it'd be an amazing commercial. But it's like, whatever day, these two teams kick off at London, but you can watch the game in Andy's room? And then like they show Andy's room, the setup, and then they start playing the Toy Story music. I agree with you. It's good marketing. It's like, oh, hell yeah. Uh, give, give me all the Nickelodeon well, Toy Story games. Uh, can we get a Hey Arnold? Can we bring back Hey Arnold? Is that yes, possible? Please. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. The part right. that I'm uh, curious, though, is like what is it – are they making like – in my mind, are they going to actually make like the game, the live game action, be simulated by Pixar animated characters? So like are the, are the people in the game basically like wearing the Madden suits? for the lack of a better term. Like, you want the whole offensive line to be like the G.I. Joes. Yeah, and, it, and, and like I think... Woody's, Woody's the quarterback. I think that's what they're going to do, though. Like, they show the animated Trevor Lawrence. I think they're trying to make it like you put in the big head cheat code on NFL Blitz, and we're just going to watch a game like that. Was the animated Trevor Lawrence a dinosaur? No, no. He had the, the long hair coming out of the back of a helmet. Gotcha, uh, gotcha. Okay. So... Yeah, I, I don't know. I'll I'll be fascinated to see how that unfolds. Um, either way, love the Monday night doubleheaders. Love the Agreed. the early Sunday morning games. Um, we're we're getting we're getting another Monday night doubleheader next week. Yeah, like that's yeah. love it. Not, I, I like it as well. I think the NFL is kind of figuring out that like we are a money making machine. Everything we do touches to gold. Why do we have, you know, 95, 90% of our game Sunday at one and four? Why don't we spread a few of these out a little bit? I love it. I think it's a good idea. Have two on Sunday night for all I care. Have two on Monday night for all I care. Uh, you know, I don't know if I would love them moving, doing one game on a Saturday. They do that later yeah. in the season, but I kind of like college football having that all that whole day. But it is kind of interesting to think that, like, if the NFL wanted to invade Saturdays, probably – Probably would win that invasion. Probably would be, you know, they'd still get numbers, I would imagine. I don't think college football would well, rule the roost necessarily. I'd, I'd love to be wrong about that, but there's zero evidence of college football ever really ruling the roost against the NFL. I, it, I think the networks that, like, pay all that money would be like, yeah. all right, you know, we don't, we don't need that. But um, to your point, though, like, I almost like the weird, the weird time games more than anything. Um, the one I actually watched the least is Sunday night because, like, 
it's it's almost my like, all right, I've watched Red Zone all day. Like I'm I'm good. I don't Well, we're gonna talk we're gonna talk game times. First off, I don't know if you all saw this, not this weekend, but the following weekend. USC at Colorado, such a huge game, obviously, because Dion and whatnot. Um noon Eastern kickoff time there, the big noon game, which in Colorado, that's going to be breakfast football, which I personally would love, but I know people out there are probably livid about it. I also love that the game's, you know, going to be on at noon, except until we found out a piece of information yesterday that we're going to come back and tell you. We got the game time for UK, Florida. Can't wait to discuss. It's just been a night game in perpetuity, but maybe not so much. Perpetuity. Did I break up there? You just said perpetuity. Oh, I think there must have been a skip in the word. Oh, oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Internet <laughs> is not always, not always technology. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll come back. We'll tell you that kickoff time. I bet you already maybe know it, but if you don't, you'll find out in about four minutes. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Roll Call. Roll Call. Roll Call. Roll Call. Roll Call. Black stripe, yellow paint. I hear they scared. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. Do you mind if we dance with your dates? Listen, baby. Ain't no mountain high, ain't no valley low, ain't no river wide enough, baby. If you need me, call me. No matter where you are, no matter how far. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call, here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. No better way to get your Tuesday started off right than going to a Thornton's. There are thousands all across Louisville, each one amazing, very well lit, tons of great selection, awesome music to kind of get you feeling good to start your morning. They've got the best gasoline I've ever put in my car. I can tell you that much right now. Ooh, the E88? Oh, it's great stuff. Great just, stuff. Yeah, it makes you, makes you feel good. Then you use the your refreshing rewards, you feel better because you save money each and every time you're at the pump. 89 cents, 32-ounce soft drinks. Um, I think I've told this on air, but I'm fully back addicted to Sprite, which is a bummer for probably my health, but I, I just... Just makes you feel good. I, I may have to go pop me a 32-ounce Sprite after the show today. But, yes, fully back off the wagon when it comes to soft drinks, which is a little disappointing. Um, Gordon's has me covered. Hey, have you I, – I, I, got, I got a suggestion that might be uh, – might replace the Sprite. It's like the giant flavored seltzer bottles at uh, – like it's just like Kroger brand. And um, it's like the Sprite sensation and bubbliness, but like – they have multiple flavors, and it's, I mean, there's no, there's no calories, no, I don't, I don't even know. They just put a little salt in it, like it's to sweeten it or whatever. But there's no, like, it's not, not really that bad for you because there's nothing in it. So that might, might be the move, Teach. Might be the move. I'd, I'd be willing to give it a shot. How much are they paying you for this? They're not. It was a Freddie Maggard. Uh, he just, he said he drinks like. Five on game day. He like that's just all he drinks, and he'll drink one a night, and that's his like way to stay hydrated. And I was like, "Are you sure about this?" Also, it tastes great with vodka too. If you wanna, if you wanna go that Ooh, route, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
uh, back when I first ever started drinking, probably a like sophomore in high school, maybe had like a sip before then, you know, but like the first time actually maybe like you're tr- trying to get after it. Parents are gone. We're going to so-and-so's house. Vodka Coke. Oh yeah. Uh, that was the, f- when I got in trouble drinking, it was chasing vodka with Coke and it was, hmm. We called, I, them, you know, we called them Vokes, and uh, it, it we, I mean, it was terrible. It was horrible. I have a family friend who still will drink vodka Coke, and I'm like, that's just not. Like, I think that's just, just somebody that like likes Coke a lot, and vodka's their drink of choice, and they're just pressing the issue. Yeah, like it's not good. No, it's not. It's no, not. It's not. It's not, good. It's not it's a not good, good. combo. Like, like cause some combinations, you're like, oh, like this, this kind of goes together. That that is not one of them. Not one at all. Yeah, bad combination is UK hosting Florida at noon, Roush. Oh, man, I got to say, and everybody's going to hate me, it's just nothing made me happier in the world. Like, I just, I, people say that when you get in your 30s, like, you start to feel things that, like, it did, like, it, it just, it's the hangovers, right? They always warn you, the hangovers hit worse. For me, it's the night games. Like, I just can't, it. Because the it's first and foremost like my day starts at eight a.m. and it ended at three. Like it just it's a long damn day for a night game. Um, so it, the but the worst part was still feeling it on Sunday. And now you mean to tell me that I don't have to wait around all day? I mean, it was six forty-five, and I'm like, it's let's start this game. Like I'm tired of waiting around. I I, ha- I have no patience to wait around all day for a game. Ready to get it going. We don't. We don't have to wait around. It'll get started. It'll go. Get going. Get ripping and roaring. You wake up. Get to the parking lot at like nine a.m. It's going to be a great time. And then I'll be home on my birthday in my big chair by like eight thirty to watch the night games. It's going to be glorious, and I'm I'm so happy. TJ, That's you don't want to. You don't want to ask Roush when he became such a big baby. A little media secret, Scoots, and you probably know this as well. Media members will always. Always, always root for the early games. I remember always, back yeah, when I was in yeah. like the football booth uh, for so many years covering UK football. And if it were a night game, the looks on these media members' faces of just pure like, I wish I was dead. Um, oh, yeah. They we're, absolutely we're, we're hated snobs it. when it comes to it. Yeah. And the thing is, I at that time would have the same look on my face, but mine was more like, great, now I'm not going to get to meet my friends out till midnight or one. Um, <laughs> but if I were still going to Kroger Field and covering games as a media member, I promise you I'd have the exact same outlook that Roush and every other media member in that press box has. Uh, and, it, and here's one one more thing I'll add to before you get to the actual but, which is true. Um People who think this is like a conspiracy because they want Florida to win. I saw that. I saw that like we need to be better to get night games. The ESPN noon game is like they that's their third best game of the week. I mean, it's not like they they, they prioritize that slot. Like it's not it's not a bad time slot in the TV executives eyes. As you mentioned in the last one. I mean, I know it's different for Fox. Like big noon is their big one. But like noon is no longer like we're just going to put the gross games there they want to have one game that draws eyeballs and that's going to be florida kentucky as long as neither team slips up this saturday well let's let's talk about the best time slots i I would say what the seven o'clock abc game is number one or would you say cbs is number one at 330 so 
Both so, of those are ranked ahead of the noon games. We can so so CBS three thirty gets that's they get first dibs, and then it's eight. Um, the part that I don't get is like, is it going to be the seven ESPN or eight on ABC? Like, I think they have to pick. They only ESPN only gets so many that they can throw on ABC. Like, they got to throw the ACC a bone or something like that. But I think it's three thirty CBS, seven ESPN, noon ESPN. I think those. I think it's that order. Yeah, I, I would probably let's just say like ABC does have a game. You know, I, I would say maybe like, like a two house. Night, yeah, two night games probably better time slot. Three thirty better time slot. But after those three, I guess you can make a case that just like Notre Dame playing on NBC at any time is probably a better time slot. Yeah, yeah. But you're, yep. I mean, you're talking about like a top five in terms of eyeballs, in terms of when people are actually watching the games. And the the main audience you miss out on is the West Coast, which really isn't going to impact recruiting or hurt anything over for, for Kentucky or Florida over on this yeah. side of the country. So and I the, admittedly am okay with it as well. Like I, I'll be, yeah. I'm more of a morning person anyway, so I'll get up early, wake up, and then get there at noon, and then it'll be kind of nice, you know, at, at 4 or 5 o'clock having the, the rest of the evening to – to do what we please. Does that mean it's going to be a little worse atmosphere? A little bit, but it doesn't have to be a bad one. It can still be an amazing atmosphere. And oh, I, bet I think it will. Be. It will I be. think it was the best atmosphere of the year so far was before that first game at noon. Now it's a lot of it was first games kind of stuff, but I still think it'll be a really good atmosphere to say that it won't be is like a very defeatist mentality. Um, I mean, yeah. this Kentucky lost out on that 6 p.m. Eastern time. So they're doing a 6 and a 9 next weekend, which you don't see very often. And LSU Ole Miss, that could decide the West. I mean, especially if Ole Miss beats Alabama, like that that, that game might might be whoever uh, wins the West. And then um, Alabama-Mississippi State, they're playing that at 9, which I would – that's a central time. Like, all right, central time, you can play at eight. Like, it's not too bad. I, if Kentucky's ever playing that 9 p.m., like, just put me down. Like, just, you know, like, take me out to the pasture. Um, Corey Price has a fun stat, though. This, this also goes to show how TV landscape has changed. Kentucky's 0 11 all time when playing Florida with a kickoff time before 1 p.m. Eastern. Average margin of defeat is 22.3 points. Only three have been decided by eight points or less. But there's only been one since 2012. Um, almost all of these early games were 12:30 or 12:40 JP Sports kickoffs, uh, because that was kind of what those games got relegated to back in the day. It was a different time, and hell, it was almost like if you didn't like night games were rare, and JP Sports was like the norm. Like it was almost like NFL one o'clock kickoff. TJ. Yeah, I remember. I remember. Yeah. Um, not a fun stat, but people do forget Florida had a nice little winning streak against the Cats for a very long time. Yeah, this and, is the first uh, not uh, not night game between Kentucky and Florida in the Kroger Field in the Mark Stoops era. So we haven't seen it a lot, but I I don't think it's going to damper the like. I, I think the crowd's still going to be crazy for it. Yeah. Like UK beats Vanderbilt. Right that's going to be an awesome atmosphere. Noon, dumb, it won't matter. Just beat right. Vanderbilt. Everything's going to be all right there. And the crowd will be great. It'll be a little earlier. Hopefully, it'll be a nice, beautiful fall day. Weather hopefully going to be perfect. And hopefully, it'll be another 
big time UK win against the Gators. We're going to take our daily double break a little bit early, so then right at the top of the hour, we'll be rocking and rolling. We've got Mark Stoops talked a lot yesterday. He had a lot to say, a lot of interesting oh, yeah. things. Uh, we're going to let Roush break that down. I'll comment on my thoughts on a few things that he said. We've got a jam-packed Thornton sex line that we didn't finish yesterday, and we've already got a lot today, so we need to give that plenty of time as well. So we got a big last hour coming up here on Kentucky Roll Call. Do not go anywhere. KRC on the Big X. Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. I'm TJ Walker. We'll be right back. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Okay. We're on the FM side of the dial, which is very cool, 96.1. We're on the AM side of things, 1450. You can listen to us either spot in the Louisville, southern Indiana, surrounding counties area. And if you're outside those counties, which we know a lot of you are, you can listen on the TuneIn radio app or you can get the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call. Random question, Scoots. Is, is Indiana, Indiana still Adidas, right? Uh, yes. Uh-huh. Okay, I saw that Liam McNeely, the five-star 2024 forward, is down to Kansas and IU. And I was just thinking, like, all right, Adidas still has some bite left. Yep. He canceled He canceled Texas, cut them off their list, so he's going to go to Adidas' place. I'm guessing Adidas told him, like, hey, you sign with one of our schools. We don't even care which one. You're going to be in a good spot. You so can, that's exciting for your Hoosiers. You can skip the guessing he's going to be a Hoosier. That's just, I mean, that's writing on the wall. Just saying. We've heard you. We've heard you say that before, though. No, Plenty of time. yeah, but this one really is. It's like you said it. You brought it up a few weeks ago. How he just looks like an Indiana guy. So ever since then, I, I'm convinced. Yeah, he's he's going to Indiana. Plus, I saw pictures of his visit to Indiana. He's got his arm around Mike Woodson, and yeah, he he's going there. Well, we'll stop the press. He's got his arm around Mike Woodson. Yeah, they're bros. Whoa. They're bros. Wow. He does look like a Hoosier basketball player, but when he's only down to Indiana and Kansas, he also sadly looks like a Kansas player, too. I mean, let's not forget <laughs> the Hunter Dickinson's there now. Yeah. They still find their way to, to Kansas as well. So, And when I mean them, I mean tall, white basketball players. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> We'll see, but he did put his arm around Mike Woodson. We got to take that in consideration. I did not know that. He's a Hoosier. Uh, but Scoot says he's a Hoosier. All right, let's lock it up. Welcome back. One final hour of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. We want you to head on over to ShadyRace.com for the best sunglasses in Kentucky. If you break them, you lose them. If your nearly two-year-old decides just to snap off one of the parts of the sunglasses, they will send you a new pair. A very small processing fee. We're talking not much at all, just for the shipping and handling and all that sort of stuff, the processing, if you will. You get your order sent right back to you. So you feel good basically getting a buy one, get one with a processing fee with any order 
with like, uh, there's a few exceptions. So I, I shouldn't say any order with few exceptions, but like 98% of their sunglasses, you can buy with some protection and know that if something happens to them, you're going to get your order sent right back to you, brand spanking new. You'll get these other expensive sunglass companies, and guess what? Something happens to them, you're you're out $180. First off, you're paying a fraction of a price for Shady Rays polarized sunglasses compared to the big names. Same quality, if not better, better looks, in my opinion, and you get the replacement pair promise from Shady Rays, and a 40% off when you use promo code Big X. It's too easy Go to ShadyRays.com, use that promo code, and buy with confidence at ShadyRays.com. Promo code Big X. Hey, by the way. First hour, Scoots is going to have something for us in hour two. By the way, so I had to do a little bit of a desk shift yesterday at the hotel. I was on the desk for probably five hours yesterday, and a lady called, and she was like, Hey, I I left my sunglasses. They, They should be at the front desk. The lady last night said she had them, but is there any way we can get those shipped back to me? And I was like, yeah, no problem. And I told her the process and looked in the envelope where her sunglasses were, and they were Shady Rays. I was like, whoa, I, sh- I should have told her about the replacement pair promise. That's true. Uh, but maybe she wanted that pair back just in case they break again. She can get them again. I- what is the what is the mailing process at a hotel? Because I've left stuff behind before and just it wasn't anything of significant value but it always crosses my mind what if it were so it was the last two hotels i've worked at we use a website called i left my stuff um so basically the hotel employee goes in there puts the item in the repository is what it's called and then it'll send the guest an email and a text message where they can click on the link and then it'll take them directly to that website where they then fill out the shipping information billing information and then it'll kick it back to me to it for a label to print out, I put it in a box, throw the label on it, and then it automatically sends a notification to UPS to come pick it up. How cool is that? That's pretty cool. Can you can we sell KRC t-shirts this way somehow? Just make like the lost oh, thing the yeah. t-shirt. Yeah. And then we'd scam the system that way all on the hotel's dime. Wow. No, no it doesn't cost the hotel anything because the the guests, whoever left their stuff behind is the one paying. So if you wanted to use this theory for the t-shirts, then the people would just have to go in and fill out the shipping and billing information, and then they would pay for it themselves. Yeah, but then the company would get the money, not us. Yeah, I don't know where that money goes, to be honest with you. The only thing the hotel would be losing out on would be boxes that we're shipping the t-shirts in. But we've got thousands of boxes. Yeah, we don't care about the boxes at the (laughs) hotel. But I I imagine the company that does this website is probably the ones getting paid for their services. Yeah, I'm sure they get some sort of percentage, yeah. (laughs) They're not doing it for free, Scoots. I I I I don't even know how much work goes into it, to be honest with you. I'm more confused about the process since when we started. <laughs> text on into the Thornton text line, 502-414-1450. Roush, looks like we're going to have to wait a little bit longer for old Horsey, Kenneth Horsey. Yep, um, which I kind of expected. Um, Florida always felt like a safe target date, and now that's that's just my guesstimate, not uh, anything confirmed or scoop or anything like that. Um, but that, that, that feels right. Stoops also didn't sound too optimistic that Josh Caddis will be available. Um, I don't know. He's a pretty tough guy though. I, I can maybe do some investigative journalism and, um, see if the Kentucky roll caller can, uh, be available for 
Saturday's game against Vanderbilt got his first career touchdown last week. I didn't even notice he got injured either um, in that game. Yeah, me neither. Uh, by the way, that UK Vandy game Saturday, it's going to be hot for the Cats fans down there. That's going to be a toasty afternoon in Nashville, Tennessee. So drink plenty of water for the folks that are going to be down there. Always a ton of UK fans that make that trip, and understandably so. But it's going to be a toasty Saturday, so be ready Be ready for that. Uh, Roush, we, we got more we, – we had double stoops because of the coaches show as well. So he, he had plenty to say yesterday. and. Uh, it's very similar it, sentiment and tone as oh, he had on Saturday. It's it's very funny to also like hear him walk back things or like soften the blow on a lot of them. Just from like post game where he's most pissed off to coach's show where he's like discussed them three times already. So you're getting like the the most empty version of them. <laughs> um, but he did have there was there was a lot to chew on. I thought. Um, for for most Monday press conferences, you know, and I, I think the biggest sentiment was that as ticked off as he was at Jagger and the kind of tone he had after the game, like, we'll look at all options when talking about maybe putting Eli in at center. Don't think that's going to happen now um, because I think after the snap, he's been pretty good. It's just the mental side of things and the like, hey, just hitting the quarterback right in the hands. Uh, that hasn't been as crisp as they need it to be like you just can't you can't do that so um and he you know he also talked a little bit more about dane key and, and barry on and just like hey guys like it you know you don't need to read too much in your headlines you got to strain you got to push through so uh i there, there was a lot there in that regard because he was kind of calling out he was he was calling out individuals without like being malicious about it just like i mean they just got to get it done they didn't do their job here we have to get it done. So I, I thought that was interesting because Stoops rarely names individuals. That's just not typically his move in those press conference situations. Should this make us feel uneasy? More, yeah. What, what should the average fan think about all this? Yeah, I don't think I'm more uneasy. Um, it's really, I kind of like it, but I, because I, I think at least in some of those cases, those guys, I mean, when have we ever said a bad thing about Jagger Burton or Dinky? You know, like this is, they're running out of rope to, to get right. Here's one more way to, to urge them publicly by like being a little bit tougher on them. Um, and uh, so I think he's trying to toe that line. Uh, Freddie, he, he's, he's kind of, he gets frustrated because he thinks that some of the plays, it feels like they're forcing forcing guys the ball so they don't leave in free agency, which is kind of the way he put it. And I'm like, well, I mean, that's kind of how the NFL works too. Like, I mean, if you, if, if players aren't happy, they can be divas and throw a fit and they can go somewhere else as well. So like, they'll have to get used to that in the professional level, but m maybe there's some of that to that. And they're just not going to do that anymore. Um, for some guys, like try to go out of the way to get them touches. Um, I, I'm not all, all that worried. Um, but like Jagger, like two snaps is too, too many. Like you can't, you just can't do that. Especially when they're in the red zone. Like that's just not, come on. It's a snap. Get him the ball. Yeah. It's inexcusable. It is. You just, you, yeah. there's no really other way to be poetic about it. You just cannot have those happen. Um, an important, I mean, really ever 
but especially in important situations, scoring, not knocking on the door to score and then have that happen, you, you cannot have it happen. Uh, you can't do it when you're backed up in your own territory either. You can't have it happen there either. Uh, it's just snapping the ball is not something that people take for granted. It's something that should just be like snapping your fingers. Um, just as easy, just as repetitive, just as normal. Um, it's, you know, sometimes I think like when, when we had Austin McGinnis leave, it was like, well, we're going to miss having a good kicker. It should never be we're going to miss having a good snapper of the ball. That should just be the criteria. <laughs> right. Now, hey, Kentucky's been lucky to have great centers in the Mark Stoops era, but that's not been because of their snapping ability, Roush. It's because they don't make mistakes, but it's mainly because they're good blockers, they're good leaders, they can calm down the offensive line, kind of the quarterbacks of the offensive line from time to time. That's been good centers. Uh, but snapping the ball should just be like waking up in the morning. You do it, and if you don't, then, well, it's because you're dead. Let's get to the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. The Leary to Davis touchdown was the most badass play at Kentucky quarterback since Lorenzen's over-the-shoulder to Derek Homer, maybe even more badass because it ended in a touchdown. Uh, I think Steven Johnson would have a few badass plays to bring into the conversation yeah. for what it's worth at the quarterback position. Also, even just like a year ago, that pass that Levis threw to Dan Key was awesome. At Florida? True. Yeah, I mean, now. I think that was more of like an awesome catch from Dan Key. That true. Yeah, you, which you could argue. Yeah. Um, but that specific play, that kind of seam route, that is not – that's a very hard pass to throw. That I I never saw Will Loves make that throw. And to put a little bit of touch on it, like I can at least say that with some confidence. Maybe maybe Woodson. Pro- I'm sure Andre Woodson had a couple of those. To Jacob Tamey down the seam, there's no doubt. I I I would not question that in the slightest. Well, I'm not saying that you're talking about something different, but this texture's talking about the 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 Davis play. Oh yeah, I got I got yep yeah, got him got him conflict mixed up uh, that. It was a lot of fun, but to the point about Jared Lorenzen, I mean, that was very Jared-like, where it's just like dudes hanging all over him and he's still throwing the football. That was uh, – yeah, and So cool. It was, yeah. I mean, just to stay up and then eventually just get bailed out by throwing it to somebody and then Davis doing the things he did. Leary running down the field, flexing, pretty cool. Pretty oh, cool man. play. But Steven Johnson, you know, calling his shot basically before the first offensive snap at U of L and a 27 point upset. I mean, that's like rightfully so going to live in UK football lore forever. And then his diving touchdown against Tennessee was an iconic play as well. Uh, Both on teams that didn't accomplish much as much as other UK teams did, but still just like a quarterback saying, I'm, I'm going to do this. Watch me pretty impressive. And Leary has a similar, similar mold there just being like i'm not going down i'm gonna find somebody to or throw this ball away but y'all aren't sacking me and guess what stayed up stayed poised and eventually was able to get rid of it and ray davis did the rest after that which he can do i did not think ray davis was going to be as explosive as he's been he's been such a pleasant surprise what a get for uk football i was i was gonna say like if i had any sort of grandiose like positive take like he's been the best surprise of this team I mean I I I, I expected him to be good I didn't expect that he would be this good and not like and I also thought he was just going to be some brute like physical rusher in between the tackles like no he's a very good athlete and is very good at creating explosive plays so much so that like 
I don't even like, how do you take them out? You know, I mean, the other guys have been fine, but like they don't need good pass catching third down backs because they have one on first and second down too. Yeah. I, I you got to give him breaks. You got to give him rest. Obviously if it's a blowout, you know, you want to limit right. the hits that he's going to take, mm-hmm. but I don't think moving forward you're going to see probably a great deal of blowouts. We're going to need him to be healthy, and we're going to need him to be ready to go because of all the things that we just said are true. He's electric. He's fun to watch, and I'm curious how they're going to use him in the homecoming game against Vanderbilt. Oh, yeah, that'll be fun. Um, After the game, he was just like, you know, it's not Ray Davis versus Vanderbilt. It's Kentucky versus Vanderbilt. That's that. Hell, that was his line before the season. Um so you're not going to get a bunch of bulletin board material type stuff out of that. However, uh, did you hear what else he said after the game about that specific play? I don't know if I did. He was like, yeah, we, we talked about that play the first day we moved in. We were sitting in my car, and Devin was like, yeah, I mean, if there's ever any chance, like, and the ball hasn't got out, like, just turn around, find open space, and I'll, I'll get it to you. Uh, and Ray was like, I I thought he was sacked. I turned around and nope, he was still open. So I just kind of moved to the side and he got me the ball and I just took it from there. <laughs> See, when we were having the conversation, like most electric fun plays in football, kickoffs are great, punt returns are amazing, scooping scores or interceptions are a good time. But just the good old fashioned broken play, like, I, you know, it would have been fun to be at the Krogue for, for that whole sequence. I mean, just being where I was watching it with buddies, like, they, you know, we, we went crazy there, too. But being with, you know, 65,000 people, be a lot of fun. That'd be a lot of fun. So, good job, guys. More fun plays, although maybe don't let Leary get, like, six defensive linemen from Akron on him, uh, offensive line. You know, do your job a little bit better. Still got some concerns about the offensive line. Roush is totally unrelated, and I don't know if it's true or not, but did you see that Will Levis is supposedly single? Oh, I did. Breaking news, according to uh, part of my take. So, uh, I didn't realize this at the uh, until like halfway through last year. But uh, she was already pretty Instagram famous. Like, did like a Snapchat show. Well, she was at Penn State, um, and she was in the she was in the Mayo video. So, a significant piece of Big Blue Nation lore was the Will Levis Gia Duddy super couple and. Uh, who would have thought that they that it wouldn't have lasted when he got to the NFL? Uh, young love. Oh man, who's the UK shame. player that got engaged? Was it Derek Willis? Like at on Senior Day? Who oh yeah, with uh, Keeley. Yeah, that was they're, a, still, they're still together, right? From uh, yeah, uh, as far as I know. Okay. I was Ooh, what, so we got to name some BBN power couples. Um, Nick, you know, we all know you, Nick Richards. Nick Richards, Leah Edmonds. Um, Are they still I, together? I, no, I don't. I don't believe so. Um, Todd Lanter and uh, Maria Montgomery. That's a power couple right there. They're engaged. Yeah, yeah. Congrats, Which, congrats to them. I, I'm not gonna lie. When I saw their engagement video, I thought they just got married. Like it was, it was a lot. Um, they're they're a little over to the top, but they're wow. They're, shots shots fired. Hey, that's just how they roll, man. And more power to them. Uh, also, when you look that good, I would also want to look good on camera too. Like, imagine being as good looking as either of them. I just can't. Just attractive, attractive folks. I no can't. need for me to imagine. Uh, we got any more BB and power couples? Um, Billy Gillespie and Alex Legion's girlfriend. 
Yeah, that's a, that's a power couple. Ooh, Rajon Rondo, Patrick Spark, or in Patrick Sparks's girlfriend. That's a, that was one of the best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Demarcus Cousins and all the girls that would come to our fraternity parties that would leave as soon as he would say, "Hey, do you all want to go over to this new party?" Uh, yeah, that was yeah. a pretty strong power couple. Yeah, it was. Ooh, Kyle Wilcher and. Um... Oh, hell, I'm not even going to mention her name. I can't think of it. But his that was a big, like, can't believe he's transferring because he's got that girlfriend. Remember that? <laughs> True. Yeah, I remember that one. Oh, uh, Julius on- Randall and, um, um, hell, Kendra. That was a, that was a big, big-time power couple. Uh, P.J. Washington and that one girl that, like, scammed oh. him, kind of. Yeah, uh, Brittany Renner. Yeah, did you um, – she gets viral every once in a while, and it's always for, like, something just awful. And I'm just, like, uh, it was, like, recently it was for just, like, dry, you know whating the hell out of some podcaster. It was, like, what is going on here? Just, like, pouring water on people? It was very Dry, weird. you know whating? I don't know if I do know whating. I mean, it was, like, a lap dance, but, like, oh. Mu- oh, no. you know, like, much more... Like let's, they need to put like the blurred out thing there. Who who was it? Brittany Renner. PJ Washington's old. Yeah. Oh well. Any idea where that what websites that's on? Just make sure that like you know nobody that I know goes to. Yeah, I mean it was, it was some podcast. I don't I don't know. You might have to do some more research. I don't I don't know who the podcaster was. But. I've got two more. Kate on State and State Street. Oh yeah. Uh, name a more iconic duo than that. Match made in heaven. And then Justin Rogers and Chewy. RIP, though. Wait, I think what? Chewy, I think Chewy's still alive, but they just aren't oh. in Lexington anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, no, not the, not the dog. Rest in the plains is what uh, Which, by the way, Justin Rogers, not a lot of stats so far. I was going to ask you that. Is he doing, is he playing? Is he doing anything? He's playing. Um, I didn't check last week's, but he had three tackles in two games. None for a loss. Not horrible, but yeah, not. So um, he couldn't be have been doing at UK, I'm sure. Want some more fun stats? Um, PFF highest graded receivers: Tavian Robinson, number three, and uh, Maxwell Harrison, number two among cornerbacks. That's Harrison, awesome about Maxwell Harrison. Tackles. Yeah, he um, uh, he's got that dog in him. That Detroit man. Some about them Detroit kids. Got to keep recruiting there. Well, a, a couple different things. First off, about speaking of Detroit, Mel Tucker officially out. Not that yep. we didn't expect it, but I, I've seen a lot of different takes on where Michigan State goes from here. They are under the impression, and I, I tend to agree, that they're not going to have to pay out Mel Tucker's contract because of a morality clause in the contract. So, like, it's not even – it won't even really so much be subjective. Even if it were uh, – and I, this is what I read, could be wrong. But even if it were, like, this was consensual – he did have an affair while head coach at Michigan State. That checks the box of morality co- contract. Now, may, now that's that's the way Mel Tucker tells it. If it ends up being the way that she tells it, and that you know he went way above and beyond and was just kind of flat out gross, well then then it's a it's a no it's a no brainer either way with the way that the contract is written supposedly. Uh, I of course have not looked at it, and I don't know, but I'll just go off what people on social media say. People on social media can't lie. That is one of Elon Musk's new rules on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to lie. Ooh, so, it's uh, people but, um, who they got it all in a tissy when he said he might just charge everyone to be on Twitter. Um, 
I'm not People happy mad with about old, it. old Twitter right now for what it's worth. You know, so I, we I'm, have... a, I'm officially shadow banned, by the way. Oh, you've decided that? Like, try to search my Twitter name on Twitter. Oh, it's impossible. Impossible. Yeah, I yep. hate it. It will take take the periods out of your name, and it'll probably make it easier. It's not. No, I'm I'm shadow banned. I am shadow banned. Like that's that's not. It has nothing to do with the periods. It has to do with somebody like was reporting, flagging my tweets, and whoever at Twitter was like, "All right, we're gonna make this person not visible." Huh. It's true. Like it's factually true. Well, but did you do you still have the periods in there? Because that's always been a problem. It's not right? in my Twitter handle though, Roush. Like it wouldn't matter on the Twitter handle. The Twitter handle does not have the periods in it. It has nothing to do with the periods. Well, I, I maybe, it, maybe. It has to do with me being the bad boy of social media. I tweet super controversial things. Everybody knows this all the time. Uh, usually it's bad bets or maybe a cute picture of my daughter. And, but it is uh, crazy. Like if you type in your exact handle, it just goes to the big X. Like Correct. <laughs> yeah. Like, and so like I, I, I file. Getting a hold of anybody at Twitter is just like impossible. So I really didn't spend a ton of time on it. But you're able to like write an email and, or you're able to like file a complaint or something like that. And uh, I got an email back. We've got an update for you. And it says sometimes we'll take action on accounts based on behaviors that create negative impact on Twitter. This can include interactions with other accounts, uh, tweeting inappropriate content, or a variety of violations. As a result, the visibility of these accounts may be affected. Um, That's all so, it says. So it doesn't say like what you did. Right. Who, you Here, know, like, here's the specific reported tweet. Right. It's yeah. just, I mean, it's total bogus because I haven't done, you know, my Twitter. I don't even really tweet all that all that much, but certainly don't tweet anything that's like offensive or troublesome. Uh, Do we but, think that it's a U of L fan that's triggered? Potentially. Uh, I don't know, but like, it's not, you know, it's, it's not like somebody was probably really reviewing my account. It's probably somebody was flagging a ton of my tweets and somebody was just like, okay, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Like, that's fine. Let's put them, they, Elon Musk has kind of detailed how like their shadow banning works. It's pretty terrible. Like, you know, it, I mean, it really, like at the end of the day, it's just social media. So it's not the end of the world, but when you're in kind of a promotion business, you need social media outlets. But they do. They just basically, it's like they can turn up Twitter accounts where you just see them a ton, like you can't get away from them. And then they can turn them down where they're basically just invisible. And mine has been turned down for what? For what? For shame, Elon Musk. I was a fan of yours. Unshadow ban me immediately. A texture on the Thornton's text line says, the Leary to David, oh, we read that one. Roush, this is South Car- South Georgia Wildcat. I am the romp worker who told Merch and was working the old Crow Medicine show that year. Oh, I'm nice. off the tagline lately for saturation purposes. Can you nice. explain that to me, Roush? Romp was, um, uh, it's a bluegrass festival that I uh, went to with oh, a couple gotcha. college buddies. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. old Crow. Great time. Right my on mom, my people. My mom, the South Georgia Wildcat goes on. My mom's an Owensboro girl, which is my Kentucky connection, along with me being a somewhat recent UK grad. I wonder what somewhat means, Um, because I feel like I'm also somewhat a recent (laughs) UK grad. Definitely a a chance we encountered each other, which is a real trip. TJ, I got to catch the Packers in Atlanta this weekend. Thankfully, left right after the last touchdown we scored to beat traffic. Scoots, try not to get catfished this week and play more (laughs) Skinner. Go Cavs. Um, It was a bummer for the Packers. Still not really over that one just yet scoot don't get catfished 
I'm trying not to. So far, I've made it one day. No catfish. So so love to eat catfish though. Oh yeah. Um, Also, we're about to get into some texts that really confused uh, Rutherford and Trevor yesterday. It was it was very embarrassing. I didn't get to listen to Rutherford and Trevor. I I listened to a little bit. I heard Trevor talk about how like Jack Plummer's a good enough quarterback and doesn't stink, but he stinks. Um, He stinks. Um, and also, like, idiot Louisville fans don't understand what I'm saying when I talk about their running game. They have an explosive running attack, but it's not very efficient. Um, but uh, nevertheless, I was listening when I I pull up the Churchill Downs. Remember when they, like, hurried and rushed to get sports gambling open for football season in time for the NFL? So well, they say. Funny, uh, Churchill Downs not open on Monday to bet sports when they have two Monday night football games happening. What the hell? What do they just not like money? Yeah, I mean it's really dumb. Like there's no other way around it. They should have had online sports gambling legalized when everything else was legalized. And this all should have been many years ago, anyways. Like we shouldn't be dealing yeah. with it right now. But yeah, that's idiotic. I mean, I'm not totally surprised. I, I well, you know, I actually am surprised. I figured that this sports book would be open seven days a week. You're right. Like it's one thing if I, I get it, you don't want to like Obviously, you don't have racing seven days a week. Like you can't. There's not enough. There's not enough demand for it either. Like people don't want it. But like, how much does it take to staff people? I mean, there's like five people working, give or take. <laughs> how hard is that to just? I mean, and uh, here's something too that everybody needs to be re- reminded. Shout out to Nick Wilson for reminding me of this. Um, the state in their bill. In persons only charge like an eight percent tax rate, and I think online is going to be something like eighteen. So if you want to get really, like, you're going to get better odds if you bet in person. Is the long story short. So something to keep in mind when mobile does go live in ten less than ten days. Correct. Hey, hey, Roush. By the way, I forgot to tell you, we had a lady at our hotel this weekend who was here to race one of her fillies. Um, mm-hmm. She was telling me on Sunday how I, ca- I can't remember that who's her trainer now, but she was telling me how she's going to fire her trainer when she gets back. He doesn't know it, and she's actually moving back here. And Dwayne Lucas is going to be her trainer. I thought that was pretty neat. Not Brad Man. Cox, but good luck with Dwayne. That horse is going to run a hundred times now. <laughs> Dude does not like you talking. He he is as old school as it gets. Like. It'll be all right. There's been a you know three weeks. Uh, like it'll be like uh, during Derby prep season, and horses are taking five weeks off, and his horses have ran like three times while others have ran zero in between. It's like he's just he don't give a damn. Well, she handed me a bag of Werther's Originals on her way out the hotel yesterday. Oh, that's awesome. So it seems like they're a match made in heaven. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Uh, should we take our final break, TJ? Yeah, let's go ahead and do it. We'll get back to the text line when we return, and it's going to get a little spicy on the Thornton text line. Don't go anywhere. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Dog debate. Davion Mintz or Justin Rogers? Davion Mintz. Go. Easy. For sure. 
Yeah. What kind of dogs are they? Davion's is a pit bull. And I think Chewy's like a bulldog. Like one of those fat ones? Like a Georgia bulldog? I think it's got like the stupid face. No offense to the bulldogs. The, the dog mm. that ran into a wall. I'd have to go Chewy. Big bulldog guy. They're scrunchy faces. Of course you are, Scoots. We've we've talked about the the, the bulldogs with Scoots before. <laughs> they have breathing problems. No, you're thinking of uh, pugs. Oh, yeah. those I do not like. Oh, maybe Chewy's a pug. Hmm. Then Chewy can suck it. <laughs> <laughs> Who let the dogs out? Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 961 FM, 1450 AM. One final segment to go, and it's going to be the Thornton's text line here on Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. And we said it's about to get spicy. You want some real spice in your life, hit up Taco Tuesdays at Salsarita. Two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthews. The one in Middletown has a drive through for easy, fast, convenient service. But the one in St. Matthews, you'll go inside and be ready to rock and roll. You can order your order on their online app. Just download the app. Salsaritas is its name. Nice and easy. Then they can you can have it waiting for you at the store. So you just run in and get it, or you go in the drive-through and they hand it right to you. You can even do catering orders on their apps. You don't have to talk to anybody. You just put what you want. They'll bring it to you, or it'll be waiting for you at the store, or just go for lunch or dinner. Delicious tacos at Salsaritas, chips, burritos, quesadillas, all of it is so, so, so good. We love them. You will as well. Go to Salsaritas today. All right. More text? More text? More text. John Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Good morning, everyone. Glad, Wow, glad to see my cats and chiefs get the job done. On a fantasy note, I'm glad I drafted Cowboys defense because they're the real deal. Hey, in a few weeks, I live in Evansville, and it's Fall Festival Street Fair. It's a pretty big event, and, has going, and it's been going on for years. I can't wait. Do you all have a street fair event you look forward to going to? Well, got to go. Catch you later. Not in the fall. No, no time to do any of that in the fall. But um, we have, uh, you know. There's there's some stuff around here I enjoy, but yeah, there's no time fall, at all. There's a fall festival in Lexington that was really fun that I went to a couple Mar- of years. Married Queen of Peace. I think that's it. Yeah, yeah, that was a good time. Uh, that was enjoyable. But most of the stuff, is, like picnics and festivals, are in the summer in Louisville. Yeah, yeah. There, there is like a there are a couple fall things, but I don't like, know. Bourbon Festival was last weekend. That was really big. Then uh, in Bardstown, I've never been, but I know a ton of people that go. But yeah, have you all ever of, um, ever heard of Harvest Homecoming or went to Harvest Homecoming? No, is, but I always see, really like, I've seen the, the Hay King. Yeah, they, they they do. They they have a they have a Harvest Queen. They do. I've seen it. I've seen the coverage of it before. I've never gone. Gotcha. I was talking to somebody the other day over in Louisville, and they were like, "The hell's a Harvest Homecoming?" And I was like, "Seriously, you never heard of that? Crazy." But that's a big one. <laughs> Hmm. Uh, Dion uh, Jr. called him a hoe, not prime. A lot of people are uh, on you about this. Missed the junior part. Oh, well. Still funny. Danny Cannell still sucks. Um, Scoots, that Urban Meyer sign was at game day because the Fox noon kickoff show was also in Boulder and Urban's on that other show. Ah, See? gotcha. Didn't realize that. 
Yeah, uh, here's two more people calling saying it was Dion Jr. Yep, I get that. Um, that maybe that's why Dion ranked him as his number one kid right now. Which, if you didn't know this, Dion Sanders he grades his children, he rates them and ranks them. Uh, he wished Dion Jr. a happy birthday recently and said he was his number one son. Um, and then had like all of them tagged them all on Instagram, like did this publicly. And um, I think Shadur was third. So my dad one year second in the Heisman rankings, third in his dad kid rankings. My dad got me a big picture of my face, and it said "favorite son 2018" or I forget what year it was. Uh, that was that was kind of funny, but it was. I mean, it's just like where are you gonna where in the world could you possibly put something so stupid and so ridiculous? Um, but that being said, I haven't I haven't gotten another one since then, so I maybe shouldn't have complained about it. And it makes me wonder if my brother just has this like wall in his basement Ooh. that has like five straight pictures yeah. of son of the year. Now I'm getting a little nervous now that I'm saying this all out loud. Yep. But yes, uh, I like that. Rank your kids. Right now I've got a power ranking. Number one, Lucy. What's your yours, Roush? Uh, it'd be Duke one, Frank two, because teething just sucks. Like, <laughs> I, you know, it just does. So once we get through that, I don't know. It'll be competitive. Be a close one. Uh, they can't run the ball. U of L is averaging 250 rushing yards a game currently. Yeah, I mean, Gerard Jordan's getting 10 carries a game. Like, I think what Roush was getting at, and not to say that this makes him right or wrong, but like, I think Roush's sentiment was if you take away just a couple like ridiculously long runs, U of L rushing numbers are very pedestrian, below pedestrian. Yeah, yeah. The point is that like they aren't a very efficient running game down a distance, but they're very explosive. Like, there's no doubt about that. Like, they have some home run hitters. But, I mean, in credit to them, I, the one drive they needed to just run the ball and get some first downs, they were able to do that. But, I mean, they should have been able to do that the whole second half. If they had an efficient running game, they wouldn't have gone scoreless in the second half, you know? Like, they just would have ran it down their throats. But it's not it's not very efficient right now. And you know what? That That is going to be Kentucky's struggle. They're kind of similar in that regard. Um and that's what I'm I'm fascinated to see how they kind of match up in SEC play. Because so far, I think the running backs are averaging 10 yards a carry. Um, they aren't running the ball that much. Um, what's that going to look like once we get into league play? We're going to start finding out Saturday. Texture says, Scooch, the Ur- Urban Meyer sign was at game day because Big Fox – because the Fox Big Noon kickoff show was also in Boulder. Urban Meyer is on the other show. Huh. Had no idea. Uh, we did that. We did that one. We just yeah, read that. Eight. Yeah, yeah. All, all good, Teach. Uh, I had K State money line his last leg of a parlay Saturday. Brutal loss. That's that's tough. Sixty-one yard field goal when you could have just gone to overtime. That's tough. But did yeah? But did you have him to cover or money line? Did he say money line? Oh, money line. Okay, I see the ML there. Uh, yeah, that is tough. That's tough. And you also could have. They also could have covered if it goes to overtime too, because it was a four point spread. So, but anyways, yeah, especially money line. It might be weird that the two wasn't that a noon game though. Yep. So he just went with like an early window parlay. Oh, I like those. Those are always a good time. Yeah. It might be weird that the two, three top rusher, two of the three top rushers are QBs, but I don't think it's sad is the right word. Lamar was transcendent, and Malik played for like five full years. Malik wasn't great, but he was really good runner. You all can talk when you have a Heisman winner or win the SEC East for once. <laughs> oh, so Kentucky doesn't have a bunch of like Conference USA titles to brag about? Man, I, w- I wish we did, TJ. Wish we did. And um, like, the thing is, winning the Heisman's awesome. I mean, yeah. you, just, you know, like, you, you'd, 
you're going to be remembered forever. U of L really should probably build a statue. I think they've talked about it or kicked around the idea potentially. Like that isn't. They will eventually, and, and yeah. I hope someday UK has a Heisman winner. If I, you know, I think Lynn Bowden gets invited to New York if he plays the entire season at quarterback. Obviously, Tim Couch was in New York, correct, Roush? What he finished fourth. Uh, third, I think. Third, third yeah. or fourth, one of the two. You know, yeah. he, but that was that was right when we were kind of getting into sports, getting into life, and all that sort of deal. I want it to happen so badly, and maybe someday that it will. Maybe and we don't have to really worry about UK winning the East um, unless it's this year, because then the visions are going to be gone. But the thing that U of L fans are just going to have to stomach and live with is the year that Lamar won the Heisman. He blew a twenty-eight point lead at quarterback at home to your biggest rival, and he was the one that caused the loss. He was the one that blew the game. He fumbled, something that he still does to this day. He's very turnover-prone, and the Cats got him. And not only did they turn him over, they marched right down the field on little Bobby's defense and just, uh, you know, did what they did what they needed to do. Yeah, um, Lamar's numbers are insane, though. I think he had... And you got to live with that, UofL fans. That, like, when you think about that Heisman season... You're going to get to know that that team could have played in the college football playoff, but they got absolutely punked by Houston, and then Kentucky came in as a four-touchdown four underdog. Mm-hmm. And, dad, you in your, and you just have to remember that. Dad, dad just had to come to town and teach you a lesson and remind you who you are. You know, Every time you're going to have to remember Lamar winning the Heisman, you'll have that in the back of your brain. You'll, it'll be there, and you, and you know it's true. I know it's true. But he's still on the Heisman. It's still awesome. It's a very cool accomplishment. I hope UK has a Heisman winner someday. I just hope if it happens, they don't. His last second to last game, or yeah, his last game isn't an embarrassing loss to our biggest rival. Another texture on the Thornton Stacks line says, "If you go back and watch the tape from last season, Yager really struggled at guard. He might just not be at the level we expected yet." Last week was really rough at center, but if you watch the tape, the first two weeks weren't great either. Center may just not be for him. Stoops and Cohen said a change was being considered, but wouldn't be shocked if we don't get a change this week. I doubt it will be on the depth chart, but come game time, it wouldn't surprise me. Roush acted like Stoops kind of walked back on that a little bit yesterday. He did. He did. Um, but the text was me... kind of suggesting that like you would expect him to do that, but behind the scenes, maybe we're going to see a change. Um, I'm just going to go to his blocking grades. Uh, Jagger was the second highest graded pass blocker on Saturday, according to PFF. Um, yeah, like I, I, he was the number, uh, yeah, he probably got nicked for that. Um, but yeah, like I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's the issue texture. Um, I, I don't, I think it's all just like pre-snap. Like, once the ball gets in Leary's hands, I think he's good. It's just, like, making the right calls and getting the ball to the quarterback. I, I, I think that's what it takes. If he figures that out, I think he'll be okay. Uh, why do bad snaps count against rushing yards? Is it because they – oh, no, I hit the wrong button. Is it because they didn't want to start another statistic category and just decided to put it in with the rushing yards? No, it's just – I mean, that's like sacks. Yeah, I don't like it either. You wish you could just like put that in a different category, just like. Well, they counted against the team at least. Like it wasn't all on Leary, I think. But it goes uh, so, against just the team's rushing numbers, which is that's kind true. Of a, and and I, Bummer. you know, I guess they are going backwards. It needs to be counted somewhere, but it's not like the rush. You know, the rushing game shouldn't be punished for that. Yeah, I think so. Like in the NFL, they take away passing yards when a quarterback sacked. They so, take away passing yards. Yeah, it's negative on your passing yards. 
Really? I had no I, idea. I, I believe so, yes. Huh. Wow. Pretty crazy. Uh, um, wait, I can if I go if I get really drunk at a UK game, they'll hog time me? Usually I have to pay for more for that kind of action. You know, I can't find that video anywhere after seeing it. I it's like been lost. It's a hilarious video. Yeah, yeah. Need the need fight, to see that. The, the three guys video, got arrested though. Yeah. The, the fight video got a lot of play. That one's still very much out there. Uh, somebody texted about that later, so we may get to that a little bit later. Uh, many people are still asking Roush to ask Leary what the reason is that he throws with no laces sometimes. All right, I'll ask that. They sent in a picture also of like a definitive angle of him not having the laces. But wow. I, I think it's a pretty easy answer. Like He's got a good grip on the ball. It's a feel thing, and he can't take time to try to get the laces to his fingers in that short amount of time. Some quarterbacks can, but if you feel good with the ball in your hands and you can still throw a tight spiral, you don't have to have the laces. It's still ideal to do it. I bet more times than not he does do it. But if just, you know, look at how weird some of the snaps are coming out. It's probably just not super normal, but he can just improvise is my my guess. TJ is saying he can 1,000% confidently snap a ball perfect in college football. Has to be the most out-of-touch thing I've heard him say. Imagine little TJ Walker trying to snap a ball to a quarterback in a tight SEC game. Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter standing right in front growling at you. The superiority already complex you have is insane, buddy. Have you played a snap of football since Pee Wee? A man in his 30s whose athletic ability is walking to the green to get your chip shot that fell 20 yards short is telling us he can do a better job than a guy who got offers from every blue blood school in the country. If Scooch said that, you would clown him to oblivion. I think you mean Bolivia. Just a yeah. wild thing to say. Not angry, just a wild thing to say so confidently. Well, let me allow me to do it again. I could <laughs> every single time. Snap the ball. I didn't say perfectly, but I wouldn't snap it in the ground, and I wouldn't snap it over his head. And Texter, uh, in in this scenario, I would get crushed by Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter every time. But I promise you, if my goal was to snap the ball, not be a good blocker, but snap the ball like this, pref like I'm prefacing this, I am not an idiot. I can take a ball between my legs and I can snap it directly to somebody's hands right under my crotch. Easy. That's not a problem. And I can also very easily throw that ball about three yards behind me. And if you need, if you just want, like, here, I, I, if you want, I can film myself for 12 hours standing behind, you know, getting down in the center position, taking like a cornhole bag, Roush, and throwing it on a cornhole board about three yards behind me. And do I can do it. that do without it. missing do the board it. every single time. I'd never miss the board if I did that. And just like if my job, my my job as a football player were to be to snap the ball to the quarterback behind me, and just an easy little hut hut hike, you know, you just very easy, you snap it. I can assure you, with one thousand percent confidence, I would never snap it over that quarterback's head. Period. That's a guarantee. And I am pretty athletic, so maybe that's what plays into it, Roush. But yes, I can definitively say I would never mess up a snap. If I were a college football player and my job was to snap the ball, that's a 1000% guarantee. Love that confidence. Um, love it. And I honestly, I think every fan should have that sort of confidence when it comes to something like snapping a football. Because if we went out and right now, you would just be able to do it time and time and time and time and time again. I know it would be different with people growling across from you, but you know what? They can smash you to oblivion. That quarterback's going to get the ball, though, damn it. 
Every time. I'm not snapping it six feet over his head. You're nuts, Dexter. Uh, didn't realize Ray Davis sounded like Ed Orgeron. <laughs> Ed Orgeron, excuse me. <laughs> Did you see the video of him? Uh, I forget who he's doing an ad with, but he's the interim CEO. It's pretty funny. Uh, yeah. Jesus Roush told the whole Dion Danny Cannell story and didn't know it was Dion Sanders Jr. that tweeted that, not Dion himself. He's corrected himself. All right, folks. I think so. Always good to attack a black man for saying he supports HBCUs. Uh, it's Danny Cannell for you. Not who said, me. Who said that? I mean, like... What's the context of this? So, he, basically, tried to tie Dion to a Florida State job, and he said, I'm not a Florida State man. I'm, I'm an HBCU graduate. And Danny Cannell got mad at it. So, this texture is taking some great liberties to say that Danny Cannell attacked a black man for saying he supports HBCUs. That's not what it was. He got mad at him because Dion is like acting like he didn't go to Florida State, which he did. Oh, gotcha. Thank you for clearing it up. Hey, fellas. Brad from Bell. Like I said, text line's a little spicy today. Hey, fellas. Oh, yeah. Brad from Bellbrook here. The Florida game will be my first time ever at Kroger Field, and I couldn't be more disappointed. The game will be at noon. The tailgate scene is likely going to be underwhelming. The crowd won't be as loud, and they would be for a night game. I won't get to experience the Cro the full Kroger Field atmosphere. If the tickets weren't a B-Day gift, I'd sell them in a heartbeat. I'm so salty. Brad, you're going to have a great time. The tailgate yeah, scene's going like, to be dude, fine. Dude, don't. Yeah, you're call the ambulance, Brad. The weather's yeah. going to be perfect. Uh, get out there at 9 a.m. You will not be disappointed with the tailgate. There's going to be people grilling up gator left and right. I mean, think about it's like good. the party in the parking lot after the win, too. Like, mm -hmm. you, come on, Brad. Like, you're yep. you, you, you can't sell yourself short. And even better is you get to go to the pavilion afterwards and enjoy all the cat fans celebrating the night away. Boom, boom. Yeah, love it. Think about it. Think One, about it. The one thing I really like about Dylan Ray is he ran right up to the defender who had the late hit on Demi Sumo and let him know what he thought. He reminds me some of Logan Stenberg as far as his nasty shriek. I like that, Did too. Did you see that that block that uh, he had that Cole was Cuba tweeted pin? out? Was it? I, I saw a polling. Was that the Yeah, that, that yeah. was him. Yeah, oh he knocked the hell out of that guy. <laughs> awesome. And just for like, you know, it was kind of unnecessary because that guy's so far out of the play. Now he could be on the chase down since they're going opposite direction, but uh, he wouldn't have been after that hit. I can promise you that. Uh, podcast listener, I worry about the discipline of this team. I'm not talking about them breaking team rules, but it's doing the right things at the right time. This is something that may not be fixable. Hope this makes sense. No, I agree with you. They just seem a little sloppy. They don't know. I, just, mm -hmm. I don't know if they are. You know, you don't know if it's a discipline thing or they're just not prioritizing the little things. Either or one, like either uh, one, concerning. Yeah, and I also, I mean, this is it's kind of just like what football teams do. <laughs> you know, like uh, the the problem is, is like when they've made the dumb, silly mistakes, it's been like the kind that wipes sixty-yard touchdowns off the board. You can't that, have that stuff, right? Like that—that's the—that's the problem. Um, and unless we get a couple games where things look, I mean, you know, penalties are going to happen. They should happen. But unless we get a couple games in a row where things are relatively clean, I agree with you, Texter, that it may just be something that's going to be in the back of our minds all season. That, like, you know, this team's capable of shooting themselves in the foot a little more than we would like. Um, solid run solid here. here. Why is the sheriff concerned with drunks at UK games? Oh, the sheriff's always concerned. He's not. He's not good at this rivalrying thing. He's really like, not. It's, it's yeah. And maybe it's he just tries. Stunk so bad that it's put him in a tough spot. But like, there were U of L fans, and 
there were U of L fans that were like tweeting that stuff out. As it like, did you want UK to get in trouble or something? I mean, you like, know, dude, you, like, you all had people drinking and... from garbage bags in your tailgates, and you're trying to like point fingers right now. Come on, people get drunk at games. I've seen a thousand fights at U of L sporting events. Do you do you, do you get on Instagram on Sundays and see what's happening in NFL games? Like the security would be a little quicker. Like that, right, that was right. pretty much just like citizens trying to break up that fight and like some old blue coats that didn't need to be anywhere near all that action. Like, you know, I will say that, Mitch, if you're worried about incidents like this, you need to make sure that people, you know, security is going to be there lickety split. So like a kid doesn't actually get hurt or something like that. Um, you, that's the stuff you can control. You can't control people getting drunk, whether at games, before games, after games, you know, people are going to do what they want to do. Not sure how you can say that field goal was definitively good or definitely good. I mean, maybe it was, but not definitely. I don't know how you could see that angle and think that field goal is not good. I just, I don't know how you could look at that angle down near the goalpost, see it go on the inside of the pole and say it's not good. So you'd have to explain that to me, Texter. Uh, Willie, Willie McGinnis versus Miami. McGahey, I don't know what they're talking about. Oh, Willis McGahey, yeah. Yeah, that, that was, was a, bad. Oh, against Ohio State. Yeah, yeah, that, was yeah awesome. that was really bad. Indiana Tim here. Roush and his first world YouTube problem. Suck it, Roush. YouTube TV is so great. Right. I mean, it's more so just like, why are we ABC? You don't need to. It's one thing if you give the split screen when like little action is happening in the one game, but like Joe Buck and Troy Aikman are commentating a game and then like a third of the screen is on another game. Like, I don't know. Sorry. A texture says, is Kenny Pickett a franchise QB? Do you guys see him playing for the Steelers for multiple years? Uh, this is going to be one of the most confusing things I've ever said. Kenny Pickett is not a franchise quarterback, but he will play for the Steelers for multiple years. Which, I guess, in turn makes him a franchise yeah, quarterback. Yeah. No, he's no, not no. He's not. You're right. He's not a franchise quarterback. He's just like a multi-year starter. Yeah. Correct. Like he won't get a second contract. They'll get and somebody. You're going to be treading water with him, but he's not going to sink. But you're exactly. also not going to get out of the water. Either. He's going to do just enough to make sure that they're in the playoff hunt, and like then, like anything can happen in the final few weeks of the season. Would you all rather like, have oh, win a wild card game? Like oh oh, boo frickety who? You know that'll Would be. Would you cool. rather have Kenny Pickett or Justin Fields? Oh man, I'll I roll. Saw, with, I'll roll with Pickett. Did you see the wide open guy he missed in the end zone? Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh like my god, that was so bad. And like his, he was point, his head was facing that direction, looking that way, and he missed the guy. And there was really two people. Like you know, there was two people he could have thrown the ball to in that general vicinity, and one just you know, obviously nobody within five yards of him. It's just an easy pitch and throw that you'd have with your kid in the backyard. Nothing. What? What do you take a sack or you throw it away or what stupid thing did he do? He took. He got sacked. Yeah. Yeah, the bear the bears stink so much, and it's a it's a thing of beauty. Okay, we're out of time. That's our show. We did not finish the Thornton's text line, but I think we're in a good spot to be able to do that tomorrow. But podcast listeners, keep them coming in. There's still some funny ones we didn't get to on today's show, but we'll save that for Wednesday. Everybody have a great Tuesday. Thanks for the text into the show. Thanks for listening. We love you all. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Radio. Roll Call. Yes, we did. And the waitress is practicing politics. As a business.